Hey friend, are you asking yourself, is this what I really want to be doing with my life? I don't think so. I think there's something else that I'm meant to be doing. Welcome to the Painting Your Path podcast, where we have real conversations about what it takes to step out, be bold, and do you. I'm your host, Clarissa Castillo-Ramsey. Let's dive in. Hey, hey, friends. Thank you so much for tuning in and coming back. And today's episode is a solo. So guess what? I'm just going to dive right in. Today, we're going to be talking about imposter syndrome. And this is a question that comes up a lot in my community. And I thought I'd share my perspective on how to deal with it and how it doesn't need to be our enemy. We can work with it. But first, let's define what is imposter syndrome. According to Better Up, imposter syndrome is the condition of feeling anxious and not experiencing success internally, despite being high-performing in external objective ways. This condition often results in people feeling like a fraud, a phony, and doubting their abilities. Can you relate? And I think it's fair to say that most people, honestly, I don't know anyone who at some point has not felt like an imposter or had imposter syndrome. I felt like that right when I graduated from college and I got hired in my first job. I'll never forget. I was in retail management and I was a manager in training. And back in the day, we had to dress up. I had to wear a suit. I had to wear freaking pantyhose and high heels. And one day, this French couple came into the store and they came up to me and started talking to me in French because my name, my name tag, had the word directrice, which is director in English. And so this lady thought I was in charge. And I remember my manager kind of looking at me side-eye, which did not help that feeling of being, feeling like an imposter. It didn't help me at all. But that's just an example of how it showed up for me. This lady thought I was the manager of the whole store. And little did she know, it was only like day two or three for me. So again, let's dive in to talk about imposter syndrome and how how it can be your friend, actually. And let's not let it tear us down. And I'm going to give you some food for thought on how to deal with it. So as I was preparing for this episode, I came across an article in Harvard Business Review, and it was all about the advantages of imposter syndrome. So I thought I would share some of those findings. Basically, according to this article, it says, imposter thoughts make you more quote unquote other oriented. In other words, more in tune with other people's feelings and perceptions, which actually makes you more likable. 
And I think a lot of times people think that having imposter syndrome is going to impact performance. And actually, according to this article, there is no evidence of that. And furthermore, it's okay to have imposter thoughts. Because really, imposter syndrome isn't a syndrome or a pathology. And imposter syndrome typically happens when we're facing a new challenge, starting a new job, or having to do different and new tasks after a promotion, or, hello, moving from employee to entrepreneur. It totally makes sense. You don't know what you don't know, and you start off as a beginner again, and that's okay. And guess what? Everybody who has had imposter syndrome is in great company. Let me share other people who have said from time to time they experience imposter syndrome. Albert Einstein, Howard Schultz, the CEO of Starbucks, and the writer Maya Angelou. And I'm sure there are so many more. So guess what? You're in good company if you have imposter syndrome. So let's also talk about how you can deal with it because you can. It is definitely something that I don't want to hold you back. I don't want it to hold you back. So here is my first thought. Focus on your success and talk about it. Keep a hype file. And I give credit to Marie Forleo for that idea. And basically, keep a record, digital or old school, printed out of client testimonies, of feedback that you have gotten from clients, from peers, from coworkers, who cares who it's from. It's just a reminder that you are making a positive impact. So that's one thing. The other thing is share what you do know. People are going to be attracted to your enthusiasm. You don't need to be some high extrovert to be enthusiastic. You can do it in your way. So share what you know. Help other people. And I think we take for granted what we know. So share what you do know. And I want to give a funny example of that. So last year I attended this workshop. It was a creative workshop and I went with a friend and the speaker started talking about SMART goals. And for me and my friend, that is something that we know, um, we know really well because we're coaches and helping people come up with SMART goals is something we did all the time. Well, in this workshop, I was totally shocked at how many people had never heard of that acronym. Specific, measurable, action-oriented, relevant, resonant, and time-bound. That's how you make a SMART goal. But so many people were like, whoa, I never heard this before. And it just reminded me that, wow, we do take our knowledge for granted So don't assume that everybody knows what you know. Share it if it's going to be helpful. 
If you're an artist, share your work. Let people see it. Be seen. And the last thing that I want to share is, you know, in order to move through imposter syndrome, we get to be in action. So muster up those 20 seconds of courage and do the thing. And then be proud that you did it. And it doesn't have to be a huge step. It could be something really small. So that's it. Those are three ways that you can deal with imposter syndrome. I hope this was helpful for you. And if you are dealing with imposter syndrome, and maybe you want to talk about it, or maybe you are wanting to get out of the cubicle life and start living your creative life, but this imposter syndrome kind of keeps you stuck in your tracks. If that's you, feel free to book a complimentary call with me. Let's talk through it. The link is in the show notes. And that's all I got. So again, hope this was helpful. Let me know what stood out to you. Tell me on social media. And I'll see you next week. And until then, keep painting your path. Thank you so much for staying till the very end. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with a friend. If you haven't had a chance yet, please write a review and rate the show. I would love to hear your feedback. And I also have a free resource guide for anybody who is asking themselves, hmm, am I on the right path for myself now? Or is there something else that I really want to do? Maybe you're in that quandary. Maybe you're wondering what's next. So head over to the show notes and you'll see my Painting Your Path Framework Guide. Download it and have some fun. Just start exploring. And if you're looking for a community, please consider joining my Facebook group. And thank you again for tuning in and I will see you next week.